welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your hosts, Stephen, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins, and let's drop in. I'm hearing an echo. Big time. It's probably from me. <laughs> it's probably your echo. This is only episode 53. It's gone now, isn't it? We should it? have, we should have technical bugs. Care of. So, yeah, don't worry about it. It happens. Okay, let's let's do this <laughs> now. Welcome to Grab it in the system. There's grab a- it in the system. All right, no more grabbits in the system. My fault again for some reason. Welcome, freelancers, to episode 53 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. We are professional podcasters here. No issues. Everything works perfectly fine. Never happens. Um, Don't you need to be paid to be professional? I pay myself. So, guys, it's episode 53, longest-running Anthem podcast on the Internet. And we have a very special episode with you. I'm your host, Steve, along with my co-hosts, Mike, Devin, and JD. And we have a very special guest with us, William from Your Anthem. Welcome to the podcast. What's Thank up? Thank you so much. Yeah. Glad yeah, to have welcome. you here. Um, first thing we like to do on this podcast is uh, talk about things that aren't related to anthems. That way the Reddit will kick us off of their posts um, because we're not All the time. So what I want to hear... We get it. Okay. What I want to hear from you guys, I need to know what your favorite breakfast food is. Devin, starting with you, favorite breakfast food. My favorite breakfast food is two eggs over easy, uh, bacon, toast, glass of orange juice. If I'm at a restaurant, I'll add hash browns. But hash browns take too long for me to make at home, so... <laughs> this is this is like oddly specific. This is like yeah. you know exactly. You asked for my favorite breakfast food. I know. I I was thinking like I don't know cereal, French toast, milk yeah. toast. But you're like no. This is exactly what I have. So like wow, nice. JD, what's your favorite breakfast food? Ooh, uh, I mean, I, I only usually get it uh, uh, at restaurants because I'm not very good at making it myself. But chicken fried steak and with some biscuits and gravy. Can I can I counter that chicken fried steak really isn't a breakfast food? I know they I know they serve it at breakfast all the time, but man, that's I mean, a heck of a breakfast. Like the whole thing is that like I mean I, I think one of the reasons why I like it is because it doesn't fit in. You know that's kind of my thing. That's my shtick. <laughs> so it works. You just go against whatever whatever the man's putting at you. You're like I'll eat steak yeah, for go breakfast. Against the grain. Yeah. Fair enough, Mike. <laughs> breakfast food of choice. All right. So so we are based in New Mexico. And there's a uh, New Mexico-only chain of restaurants here called Blake's Lotta Burger. And, uh, and they make the best breakfast burritos. I mean, these things are, these things are Chipotle-esque size um, without being, you know, Chipotle. But, but they are huge, and there's um, hatch green chili in it, and so it's just the best. And it, like, clears you out from head to toe. I mean, it's just the best burrito <laughs> is, ever. Is Blake's really like, only in New Mexico? Yeah, it's a New Mexico like only chain. Fifty plus restaurants in New Mexico. I had no idea that was a New Mexico only thing. I didn't know that there was anything that we had that no one else had, except for like goat heads, hatch green chili, prairie dogs, and, and dude, and the best green chili on the planet. Huh? Uh, green chili. William, yeah. have you ever had green chili? Yeah. I'm gonna send one out to you. We're gonna have to send you some. I'm gonna send one out to you, man. It will change your chili. life. Actually, we shouldn't because then that voice is gone. Yeah, <laughs> like it will. It will leave you. I can't you. lose this. I can't lose you can't. this. You can't. No, no. We'll send so it some you, mild. We'll send it mild. You will have to admire from afar. You could smell it, maybe. 
Yeah, Maybe. but I would, I would like to keep my sense of smell too. <laughs> it, it's oh, his money maker. That's this not is good stuff. Any of us money. This is good stuff. So, William, yeah. your your breakfast of choice, and then we will let you introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are. Sounds good. Uh, my favorite, hands down, is an egg in a nest uh, with a bacon core. That's that's got to be my. Okay, my you're gonna have to explain yeah. that. What is that? <laughs> you're gonna have to explain that. So I cook a lot. Um, I used to go to culinary school, and uh, what I what it, uh, eggs and egg in a nest is, you get this uh, slice of artisan bread, you cut a uh, circle out of it, and you put it on the stove with a slice of butter. You crisp up one side, then you crack an egg into it. Uh, well, you you get a piece of bacon and you wrap it inside the toast. You crack an egg in it. And then you flip it over for 15 seconds. You cut it open. You got bacon. You got toast. And you got a nice runny egg. And that circle piece, you cook with it and use it as a mop to finish off the uh, rest of that yolk. Wow. That's now I'll send one of those your way, Delicious. but they'll spoil. Yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. Yeah. How about how about we just bring you to where the rest of these guys are, and then like everything gets done. Like Cheers. Just... I'm down for it. I like pancakes. That's oh hey Steve, what's your favorite That's breakfast? Yeah. Just pancakes, Steven? I guess. Pancakes. So William, we're glad to yeah. have you on for episode fifty-three of the Freelance Coding Podcast, so where we talk all about Anthem. So we, for yeah. our listeners to get to know you, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. How you started doing Anthem content? What was it about Anthem that really brought you in and made you say, "Hey, this is the game. This is what I'm going to do." And I mean, you you've blown up on the internet probably because of the uh, awesome voice that you have. Like I can close my eyes and be uh, like, "Man, appreciate it." This is like. <laughs> You can you can narrate all the Pure books, and I would listen to all the books vocal. that you do. I, I appreciate it so much. You know, I was on Anthem Insider uh, Saturday, and it, it was probably, I like to think of it as the most disappointing face reveal ever. Uh, you'd expect this <laughs> old 40-year-old guy, like uh, we were watching the Twitch chat. That's him? <laughs> this is the guy? This is the guy we've been listening to? Like, ah, no face streams for you. <laughs> no, no, uh, so Video my, changes everything. Oh, right. video changes everything and ruins everything. Uh, but no, my name is uh, William. I'm the host of Your Anthem. I've been playing Bioware games since uh, as long as I can remember. Uh, played KOTOR when it first came out, probably one of my earliest games, and then KOTOR 2, and then, uh, let's see, all the Mass Effects and uh, Dragon Age. And I played SWOTOR for five years nonstop until... Well, we all know what happened with Swotor. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm an avid gamer. I love it, but never saw myself doing anything with it. Uh, I have experience in radio and television, voice acting, production work. Uh, so one day, it was a little bit before uh, E3 2018, when we got all that beautiful new 23-minute long footage. Um, I was sitting back in my chair and I was looking up Anthem information because I've been following Anthem since it was codenamed Dylan. And I've looter shooters have taken off and i enjoy looter shooters uh so i was looking online for lore anything like that lore is my my bread and butter i love it love a good story and bioware tells the best stories nobody was really covering it uh regularly there was literally i mean if there was something it was a big news update have hundreds of thousands of hits from your big guys uh not going to mention anybody but I thought, okay, you know what? There's a supply and demand here. I got my dual degrees in uh, communication and business. thought there's a supply and demand issue here. Low supply, high demand. Uh, screw it. I'm going to make my own thing. Do it as professional as possible. 4K, the whole nine yards. And uh, I was the first Anthem YouTuber to uh, regularly cover Anthem lore. And I started the uh, developer updates uh, thing where I cropped stuff from Twitter and 
talk about its possible implications and i've been doing it ever since i absolutely love anthem it, it's just the neatest thing i've seen yet and that's saying a lot is it so the draw for you is it you know is it story just that bioware pedigree because i know it's something that we talk a lot about on the podcast yeah. for three of us that we don't really have that we call it bioware baggage that you know <laughs> is carried over from mass effect from dragon age and you know the romances and everything that comes in with that which seems to be being left out of um anthem so is, is it just the uh i guess the trust in the developer that yes this game is my jam this is what we're going into or is it like man look you can fly around like iron man in these giant mech suits that really appeal to me so two-thirds the first part one-third the last uh don't get me wrong i'm a cosmetic and customization sucker um but no it's it's the story it's the lore and even though we've got these little tidbits i mean this is an awesome idea and the more and more we find out about it the more and more i get hooked um Anthem's just all around excellent. I have every bit of faith in John Warner, uh, Mike Gamble, and uh, of course our king of AMAA, Mark Dara. Uh, it, I, I think we have the real makings of a dream team, plus no EA uh, loot boxes, and EA's involvement's <laughs> been very minimal. I have faith, and it, I don't think it's just fanboy faith. I think it's genuine faith that this is going to be the next big thing and something I'm going to be covering years from now. Yeah, and I think it's, as more and more people get into content creation, I've been asked a lot by a lot of people saying, you know, you know, they feel like there's too many people creating their, the market for Anthem content creation is always saturated. And I, and I tell people, it's like, no, it's not. Like, if you have passion <laughs> no, for really it, no. then just do yeah. it. I mean, everyone brings something different to the table from all the podcasts that there are, all the content creators, everything brings something different. And there's always room for more people to create. So... I, oh, hands down, couldn't yeah, agree more. I've enjoyed listening to your videos, um, and you've been I doing a fantastic it. job. The lore is something that I'm super excited about. It seems like they're creating something that has potential for you to. You don't have to know everything, and having no. that, you know, being able to speculate is half the fun for a lot of this stuff. You know, not knowing it's half my content, <laughs> right? <laughs> nice. And hopefully, you yeah. know, that content will grow as they continue to hopefully release more and more information from Reddit for that. Right? <laughs> oh, I, I don't screw with Reddit. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I'm not on Reddit. I mean, I'm on Reddit, but I'm not on Reddit. <laughs> I don't right. follow it enough to care. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. So a couple of um, housekeeping things we have. Devin, we have a Ranger pin that we are going to give away. So we are going to pick the winger. The winner. The winger. So we're going to pick the winger. the winner here. The winger of the Ranger. All right. Are you guys ready for this? Can I get a drum roll, Mike? You going to tell him who the real winner is? <laughs> the, what the I'm the real winner. Uh, Actually, you all are the real winner for listening to us. We so appreciate you. So the real you. winner Aww. is William Yay. Doherty. William Doherty is the winner of the Ranger pin. So we will contact Congratulations, them. sir. We will contact them on Twitter. They're the winner. And then we also, Devin, have another pin to give away. I think this is our last pin giveaway, right? It's our last, last pin? pin giveaway. So another Never Interceptor pin. So yeah. Interceptor is pretty big fan favorite. A lot of people on the Discord are pretty excited to hear something about the Interceptor. It's probably going to be the last thing we hear about because it's the last thing they're developing. So you're probably going to have to wait till December for that. So good luck. So until then, yeah. you can win this Twitter pin and a not Twitter pin, this interceptor pin, by commenting on the YouTube link that we're going to put up on the show. Um, Devin, what do you want them to comment with? Um, I want them to tell us which uh, agent they like the most. 
So if they don't know who that what that is, then they need to uh, pay attention. So. Pay attention. You got to pay attention. So you're gonna give them homework. So <laughs> yeah, you can, I mean, right? You can go see oh, uh, some of your anthems um, lore shows um, for all the agents on there. I'm sure you've covered the no. all the agents. No, no, I, I'm what? not. I'm more spoiler alert. Okay, so <laughs> here's a little background. Last week I was sick. I was going to cover every faction and enemy and and everything else, which is why you'll see me drink up like I've got six bottles of water right here. I was <laughs> clear my throat. Um, I was literally down and out for a full week. I will be covering that though. Uh, let's see, tomorrow's Thursday, Friday. I will be covering it Friday. Very Excellent. Good. No spoilers here. We'll yeah. give we'll, we'll, we'll give a little bit of yeah. put the link up there. You can. Check yeah, that, yeah. that sounds good. Oh, 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 oh. All right. So first thing I want to ask you guys. Um, Mark got a question from Jason, not Derulo. I guess he he gets confused with Jason Derulo a lot. I'm sure on Twitter. So Jason, <laughs> not Derulo, asked um, Mark. He says, "Hello, Mark." Well, the difficult will the difficulty system be anything like Diablo three? Once you reach the hardest difficulty, it escalates in tiers. Um, for example, easy, normal, hard, expert, expert two, expert three, and so on. Cool system for when new gear is added to the game. And Mark gives a really long answer. He says yes. So <laughs> we are going to have a system very similar to Diablo three. And for people that have not played Diablo three, it's very much how Jason describes it. There, you start it as normal. As you get more gear, as you level up, as you unlock new abilities, you the content gets easier. You start rolling over enemies. So you can move that up to hard mode. And when you do that, gear starts dropping at a higher power level. Um, more gear starts dropping. You get more abilities um, um, with that. And every time you increase in level, the enemies get harder. And that that's kind of the grind. That's kind of the loop. You get more gear. You become stronger then you can move on to harder difficulty levels. So in your guys' opinion, like, is this something that you've wanted to see? Were you anticipating a Diablo 3 level or style leveling system in Anthem? Uh, well, I think for me, I know we've talked about a lot. I've brought up Diablo quite a bit uh, throughout the last 52 episodes of the podcast. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I, yeah, I, I mean... I love playing Diablo 3 on PC, and I know that makes Steven mad. It does make <laughs> me mad. It's like, but, I played on console for so long, and like, yep. leveled up for so long, and you're like, hey man, we should play on console. You're like, no, I'm going to go play on PC with these people I've never played with. You're like, whatever. That's fine, Devin. You do you. No, but, I'll play on console. No, so I mean, really I talked about it a lot, because there are so many game mechanics that help uh, extend the life of that game. You know, basically... The seasons that you do every, it's like three months, there's a new season. There's new sets of specific gear that come with that season for each different character type. And you can grind. And the whole point of it is, okay, the harder the levels get, the the more you want to do them, the better gear that drops, like Steven was saying. But then there's also, okay, you try and push yourself as a team. So, okay, what, what difficulty level can we do? Can we roll through this? You know, like... Uh, they go up. Their difficulty levels are torments, you know, after they go through hard and then uh, expert or something like that. But then they have torment levels, which are even harder. And so you just keep pushing up as you're playing because you can get to that harder difficulty. And it's just about seeing how far you can push yourself and what you and your team can do to really get as far as you can. And they have the leaderboards, and it resets all the time. It's just something that's really competitive and easy to do. Um with your friends because you can just say okay this season we got this far and that's something that I enjoyed with Diablo 3 because over like the two year period that we were playing a lot um, it's like okay first season this is what we got to and then like that was you know three three four seasons in that 
that high point was like a joke for us because it's like that we got to the first weekend, you know. And so um, it's just something I hope that they include there quite a bit and because I know how much it extends the game and the longevity. So, William, are yeah. you a Diablo 3 aficionado, expert, played the game at all? I would not say aficionado. I would say played, yeah. Um, <laughs> back to your, your point, though, uh, uh, about uh, were we expecting this, I mean, I don't know what we were uh, going to expect, but I'm certainly pleased that this is going to be the, the system in which they do it, um, especially with gear leveling and so on and so forth. It gives that extra bit of challenge, and uh, definitely that reward will be all the more worth it. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm thrilled that they're doing it. Uh, I'm thrilled that it's just going to be the, the system they implement, 120%. JD, I see you had some uh, questions here. Is there anything that about this system? Because I know you haven't played a lot of Diablo, correct? I've never played Diablo. Blasphemy. Um, Hold on, let me kick you from this call. <laughs> <laughs> we need to rectify uh, that before uh, Anthem comes out, so you know what to expect. Uh, it's it's been yeah, it's man. been on my it's been on my list of you know games to you know play and try out. It's just new games keep coming out. <laughs> so. Uh, no, so uh, so they have they have these tiers. So I I have to ask, like, is it are these do these tiers come into play like after just completing the mission, or is it something you, you get like after reaching the max level? Because I know like in uh, the bio multiplayer that we've seen so far, especially like Mass Effect, they had like different tiers of difficulty for the basically the same mission, and the whole the whole thing was is that like. Um, it was more or less impossible, like if you were just starting off a character uh, without like any like higher level weapons or anything like that, like uh, to just go straight into like gold level difficulty. Like if you like if you prestige your character and start over again, you'd have to start all the way down at bronze at least for like one match, and then you'd be able to like go to silver and, and gold just based off of just pure skill and experience. But um, and then they later added a platinum, but. Like, I, I'm just, like, I'm, I'm yeah, confused so, as to how this tier system works. So the way Diablo works, you start the game at normal, and you can play through the whole game at normal, and you can never move up that difficulty setting and just play it normal all you want. Um, but eventually you're just rolling over enemies and they never get stronger. And then you get to choose, you take that um, difficulty ranking up to the next level. You go to hard. Enemies get more difficult, they get more affixes, um, and it's a little bit, you know, they hit a little bit harder. And, but they drop higher level gear. So once you get to there, you know, you could stay there if you want, or you could keep moving up the ladder. So it's something that you control how hard the game is going to be for you. And essentially you control the kind of gear that's going to drop for you. If you want high level gear, you need to keep pushing up that difficulty. Or if you want to just, you know, stay at normal and that's all you want to do, you can do that also. So there's nothing forcing you to increase in difficulty. If you want to just enjoy the story, then you do it on as you play. It, yeah, you have to unlock it, right? So you have to basically prove as you play through the game and you defeat enemies on a certain difficulty, you complete the levels. Uh, you have to prove basically <laughs> to the game that you can handle the next difficulty. That you belong. Handle your liquor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you right. can hang at this level, you know. Devin never could. That's why he went to PC because Steve and I would just roll him on console. That's really the real no, reason. I went to PC because console. Because we hackers. kicked your trash all the time, oh, and you were just like, well, "I gotta play with somebody. I'm playing uh, with these three year olds." Uh, I'm gonna mute my camera. Well, I, I may, I may need a, 
I, I may need like some kind of Diablo three Sherpa to show me the way. I think that the, I think the best way to play Diablo three is just to play it. Um, I was about to say, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I think Sherpa kind of ruins it if you have someone telling you, you no, know, do this, do this, go here. I mean, just play the game, enjoy it. Yeah. It's a fun enough game that it'll yeah. carry itself, and you'll want to increase. So. Um, At least your yeah. first playthrough should be yeah. just right. You choose yeah, your I want, play through it, and then after we get into the Elder Game stuff, then we can sherp you through that. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, because I've, I've heard it compared to Warframe, and Warframe's definitely one of those games where you need somebody to show you the ropes <laughs> uh, a little bit. I've got a good buddy right now uh, who's trying to play Warframe. He's like, oh, wow, this is really neat. How do I do this? And how do I do it? Like, oh, you need <laughs> literally, you need someone holding your hand for 10 hours, showing you what to do, and getting you to the point where you can actually play the game. And that's not a great selling hey, point, in my me. opinion. It's like, here's no, the whole no, no, it's not. But it's, They're it, it's, it's They're what's on the other side of it. Yeah. But it's what's on the other side of it that's a lot of fun, in my opinion. I know other people might feel differently. It's a huge investment for a big return, but yeah. it's a big investment to start. Right. So I understand. However, this is the Freelancer Codex where we talk about Anthem. So enough Diablo talk, <laughs> enough Warframe talk. We're going to kick it right over to a lot of the new information that dropped on the website. So the website, we got some new information about the Ranger and all the Javelins. And we're just going to talk about a couple things that um, they posted on there. So first thing they said about the Ranger, they say all freelancers train on the Ranger first in Anthem. Because this is always a question that comes up on Twitter that Mark has answered multiple times. So we start with the it. Ranger. Um, we can quickly unlock the other Javelins in any order that we want. Um, so we'll know specifically if this is a Storm Quest, if this is the Colossal Quest, or if this is the Interceptor Quest. So they say about the, here about the Ranger, they say all freelancers train on the Ranger first in Anthem. Not because it's the easiest, but because it's the most versatile. In the hands of a master pilot, the Ranger can achieve feats of combat prowess that no other Javelin can touch. So as I read this line, guys, it makes me stop and pause and say, okay, if if I can master the Ranger, why would I want to pilot anything else? Because if they're, if I can do you know feats of combat prowess that the other Javelins aren't going to be able to achieve, why would I want to jump in an Interceptor? Does that strike anyone else as kind of odd wording for this, or am I just reading way into this little tagline that they I think, threw up after? I think you might that? be reading. I think you might be reading too much into it. I think it's probably just a tagline. I, I agree. Um, it, it's like you said. Why would you pilot this guy when it can do things that other ones can't do? Well, the other javelins can do things that the ranger can't do. Uh, the ranger, as I see him, he is the jack of all traits, master of none. Yeah, he's got uh, some elemental usage. Yeah, he's got not tank, but some uh, survivability, and yeah, he's fast enough. He's like the uh, uh, mixture of the three, not mixture, but he's got a little bit of so all So he's like the me of the group. Right. <laughs> How do yeah. you figure? Right, because I've got Wait. it all. <laughs> but none of it. I've got it all, but none of it. Right, right. What, what of me do you have in there? Because I'm worried for you if you have any of me in you. <laughs> but no, I mean... Uh, it's this part right here, right now. This week. <laughs> no, yep, yep. That but awkwardness. I think, that's yours. But I think uh, I think the the thing is right though. When it says in the hands of a master pilot, the ranger can achieve feats of combat prowess that no other javelin can touch. I mean, absolutely, the ranger is going to have its own niche. And if you master the ranger, all hail, all hail. If you master the colossus, all hail, all hail. Uh, each one has its own niche, I'd say, and uh, its own little uh, itch it scratches. The ranger just has its own that's separate from the others uh, that none of the other javelins can theoretically touch because they can't perform like he can. Yeah, I don't want the Colossus scratching any of my itches. I mean, that you see the massive <laughs> hand on the Colossus, and that's just, you're asking for, 
for something. So continuing on, it also says the Ranger Javelin has a deep bag of tricks to draw from, and there is no combat situation it can't take on effectively. With access to a wide variety of weapon types, the Ranger is a true wild card that can complement any team and any mission. So they also talk about a couple of the weapons that they have. We have seen the Shock Mace a little bit in the, I believe it was the story trailer. So it says... Uh, The shock mace, when the ranger javelin chooses to mix it up at close range, it employs an electrified mace to send a medically inadvisable amount of voltage through its enemies. And I'm hoping that, you know, that I'm hoping the melee weapons that we have as um, javelins are something that isn't like stock. Like this is the only shock mace you can find. I'm hoping you're going to be able to find legendary shock maces. Um, I think they're calling them masterworks. Is that what they're calling for their exotics? As of right now. As of right now. So hopefully there's something that'll change there because if it's just the same shock mace over and over again, again, I don't know how often we're going to be up close and actually hitting things with our shock mace, but you know, I like the idea of being able to have a weapon up close and personal. So personally, I think the melee weapons are just going to be stock. They're going to scale to your level. Um, and you may be able to skin them, but you're not going to be able to upgrade them for more power. Uh, Mark Dara, John Warner, they, they all said, that uh, melee focus builds aren't going to be the focus at launch. And I know this isn't technically a melee focus build. Uh, it, it's still improving your melee to potentially be as strong as your gun. It would just make more sense as to have it scale with your uh, ranger level or your javelin level, as yeah. it were. Yeah. Almost right. as a last resort. I mean, this is not your main. I mean, I'm sure there will be people that try to play like that, where, hey, we're going shock maces only against the Swarm Tyrant. Good luck. And figure out really quickly that that's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> that's me. No. Yeah. Well, Challenge think, accepted. I mean, you can see it. Uh, we saw a little bit in, in the teasers of the shock mace. You can also see it at the end of uh, the new trailer uh, when he uses it to hit an Ursix and... Uh, yeah, that's real smart. Hitting the bear with a, a baton on the nose. <laughs> space bear. That's not going to take space it off. Bear. Listen here, space bear. Space bear. I got you. Don't poke the space bear. So, Saw this in the Dakotas. <laughs> but, it worked no, real I, well for them. It'll work for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah totally. I, don't, I don't know who's putting together their wording, you know, and putting together the messages about each javelin. But it's like I put a note here that the information where you said with with access to a wide variety of weapon types, that was completely different yesterday. What? Uh because yesterday it said uh, has access with to all weapon types. Ah, but it doesn't. Then, it can't yeah, have no, access. It, it doesn't. So which then caused confusion, and then Mark, of course, had to answer that. Oh no, he can't use miniguns. Can't use you know those things. Damn. And so obviously they fixed it on the website. But um, it's a, yeah. it's hard. You know, we talked about this before the podcast about their messaging and about um, getting their point across. I mean, even if you look on Reddit, Twitter, anywhere, obviously. There's a lot of people out there who are interested in Anthem, and they still, like we talked about content creators, people say there's too many, but obviously there's not enough. If so many people keep asking the same questions. The same question. And they, well, don't, they don't understand. Yeah, yep. I think my problem, and I'll, I'll diverge really quickly, the real problem with Anthem content creators is uh, the big guys, they're covering all sorts of things, and they're readily, yeah. easily accessed. Uh, I, I get comments all the time, where the heck have you been? I've been here. It's the fact that YouTube or uh, and social media, it's getting harder and harder to promote our stuff and f- getting people to watch it. Um, they're they're looking at like uh, Rick Caucus and Eric's and all them great, great YouTubers. Don't get me wrong, but they're not looking for the Anthem specific guys, or they yeah. can't find us uh, at the midst of all these millions or hundreds of thousands guys. Yeah, and I think right. I think we forget is 
as I guess I can quantify us as hardcore gamers because you know we're down in the nitty gritty looking through Twitter. We're a small percentage of all the gamers out there. Uh, most yeah. people are just like, oh, this game is out. I'll check it out. And unfortunately, it's I mean, that's that's just how it is. There's not a lot of us that are seeking out that much information all the time. So that's true. and then so if anything else, I will continue on. We'll talk about the grenades. Um, we've seen the grenades. Only the Ranger has grenades. The Interceptor does not have a grenade. Um, are you sure about that? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> like answer, like 16 does times. <laughs> you know so, what? I think uh, I'm gonna fly to Seattle, wait in line for a god well, God knows how long, and then ask the developers directly instead of Googling it first. Well, I'm yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess yeah. when they release the trailer, I'm gonna I've decided that the interceptor was just throwing out an emote and not a grenade. <laughs> so I think that's Hell, actually that, that what it was. Enemies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So the grenades <laughs> quick was, to yeah. deploy. Grenades lay down area damage for effect, crowd control at a moment's notice. Modified grenades can be found out in the field which can be equipped to create different effects including frost and secret grenades. So first we're hearing about secret grenades, which is kind of exciting. Hopefully that's, you know, something that that'll be useful i'm guessing it'll be useful so i put it in the game the, the nice thing about anyway. the weapons and anthem i mean they're making everything as big as they can the effects are as big <laughs> as they can the explosions are as big yeah. as they can so this isn't going to be something that you see in the division that you know skirts off and just kind of explodes a little bit and then the other thing we found out about the ranger he has a muster point ability and it's an, mm -hmm. an effective field commander. The ranger is capable of creating a rally point, which provides gear cooldown reduction to teammates who enter its radius. So anytime I hear gear cooldown, it gets me excited because there's potential to break the game. Whether it's, you know, if you could stack four rangers that have muster point and then you can just spam abilities. I mean, that's, that's the stuff of dreams, right? When you're trying to take down the swarm <laughs> tyrant and hit that leaderboard, this is the kind of stuff that as group coordination comes into play, this is the kind of stuff that excites me more. I, mean, I know it sounds yeah. stupid that it's just like a tiny little cooldown effect, but if you ever want to break anything in Diablo, it's because your cooldown effects are like minimal yeah. and you can spam <laughs> abilities over and over again. Oh, so, yeah. so then Alan Sinner PT from Twitter, he asks Mark, he says, from the new batch of info, the Ranger now has a muster point. Is this a gear category, active skill, or like a passive skill? And Mark says, there's a third active slot that we haven't discussed yet. So there's still a lot about the about the javelins that we don't know yet. We don't know how many yeah. slots there are. Don't know how many weapons there are. The UI has changed a little bit, which makes it a little bit more confusing. We went from being able to see both weapons that we have equipped to only one weapon. So we don't know if, you know, I, I doubt they only have us, you know, with one weapon. That would seem crazy to me. But, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's still changing. <clears throat> Yeah, they're just condensing it, you know, making it uh, more streamlined, trying to give us some more of that beautiful real estate so we can check out everything that's going on. Yeah. yeah. And JD, you had a, uh, you had something to say about these uh, these muster points. Uh, yeah. So I mean, especially looking at all the abilities for the ranger, uh, especially uh, I'm sure this is probably going to come more into play as we find out what that third active slot is. But uh, I feel like the Ranger is very much uh, an example of easy to use but difficult to master. Um, you know, like there's a lot of things like that in gaming. I, I don't have a readily available example uh, off the top of my head, but I mean, there's, they're there. <laughs> they definitely are. Um, but I think the like the the strength of the Ranger basically just comes down to its adaptability. Yeah. And um, looking at like its abilities and looking at you know the other javelins, you know 
like, okay, so it's got explosive abilities like grenades, which you could compare to the Colossus uh, and some of their mortar fire. You know, you've got Muster Point, which depending on how much, like how the uh, Interceptor is supportive, uh, that's a support ability. You have uh, Shock Mace, which is an elemental attack, which could be like a throwback to the Storm. Or if you want to go with the Interceptor and their blades, I mean, I think it's a melee for each one, but the fact that it's an elemental uh, melee and not just like, like we haven't seen any indication that the swords on the Interceptor or the blades on the Interceptor are any kind of elemental strike, but... You know, it, it, it seems like it's definitely drawing some kind of influence from each of the javelins that are available right now. And, yeah, it's like William was saying, master of, well, jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of like humans are the dominant species on Earth. But, you know, like usually in superhero movies and stuff, they get the abilities of some kind of animal. But it's like, we're the dominant ones. We are the best. And that because, well, that's because of our ability to, if we wanted to, we could just make claws. We could just put them on. So, so Mike, Mike, as a uh, decidedly ranger main, are you still sticking? You know, your ranger. I mean, you've got the hat, you've got the tattoo. Is this like any of this information? He's got wait, 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 the tattoo. He, he <laughs> you don't want to see it. It's in a weird spot. It's I lost. Let's keep it PG. It was weird. Yeah, we would we would lose our rating. I, yeah. I shouldn't have brought it up. I'm sorry. So is this like any of this new information excites you more or, or is it just like, yeah, it's going to be the all around and that's kind of what we knew it was going to be. And that's, and that's for me anyway, that's why I chose the Ranger because, because it is the all around and it can do everything because I'm not a, I, I say I'm not, I, I don't normally like to change a whole lot of stuff i like to get in and play for long periods of time you know be in the world for hours and hours kind of thing um without going back to town too much or going back to the tower too much to change stuff out so so i i I think it's going to be my main for sure who knows i might i might jump into an interceptor and be like nope this is the one this is the one it's going to be but we'll see as you know february gets closer Closer and closer. And then, so as, as we move on to the Colossus, guys, I'm not that excited about the Colossus at all. So if you have something to say, please, you know, talk about the Colossus. It doesn't... Um, this is the, the blurb it put on here. So Anthem's Colossus, a hulking war machine designed to clear out entire hives of vicious predatory fauna and mount with mounted artillery, heavy arms, or even, yes, a flamethrower. It's got reinforced armor plating. It's got jet propulsion. It's got a cannon. I'm pretty sure it even got a cup holder. Oh, it doesn't. Oh, that was a joke. It doesn't really have a cup holder. <laughs> so if you're looking to trample through the wilderness in comfort with heavy artillery strapped to your back, the Colossal is for you. All right, so basic tank. I mean, it's got a shield. We've seen the shield. We've seen the heavy smash. I think we've seen, out of all the combat, we've seen um, the Colossus the most. Colossus the most, yeah. Um, we saw it yeah. at the demo for the 20 minutes. We were in the perspective of the Colossus. We saw the second white Colossus in there, so... Um, I mean, it's big, it's cool, it's exciting. Maybe just the look of the Colossus that we have right now doesn't excite me that much. Um, the one from the Legion of Dawn edition is is, is cooler, but yeah. I don't know. I'm just not feeling the Colossus. I mean, are any of you guys like, you know, this is the one that I'm going to be maining through the whole time? I think that's probably going to be me. Um, it's Especially since I've been playing through Mass Effect Andromeda again, uh, I finally finally bit the bullet, a bullet and started a new playthrough. Don't bite the billets. Uh, but um the whole thing is that like i I remember so i'm I'm doing new game plus there's this backlash ability 
Um, and so on my left bumper, I pull up this like biotic shield and, you know, like block a few shots and then I take it down and I start firing. And I just, I just playing it over again. I just remembered like how much I love that play style of, you know, like going defensive, going offensive, being able to tank and take some damage. And the whole thing for me is that the reason why I wasn't super into the Colossus at first was because of the initial design. And I'm basically going forward more and more now because I'm really just hoping and trusting that Bioware has some crazy cool customization options for it. Oh, um, you know they are. You know like, they are. Oh, like, I mean, the whole thing is that, like, when I played Mass Effect 3 multiplayer, I was either some kind of weird vanguard, or as soon as they introduced the Krogan, I was whole into that. So no. it's a play style that works for me. Put up a shield, fire, 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 fire. You know, put up shield again. I'm down. I'm ready for it. It's my thing. Man, I wish I, I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> I, I think the whole deal with the Colossus and Ranger is I think they're going to be more soloable uh, uh, javelins as opposed to the Storm. An interceptor, Storm, glass cannon, I'm sure it's going to be a hell of a lot harder to do uh, solo play with it. And interceptor, I mean, granted, they're the two squishiest. It's going to be a little more difficult for them. Granted, that it's armor, but I think the Colossus and the Ranger are going to be the more soloable. Um, and I'm a little more interested in the Colossus now that we know it can be a full-out tank and grab aggro. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I thought, yeah, there's not, it's not going to be a traditional... Uh, it's not going to follow the traditional MMO type of healer, DPS, off-tank tank. It's just going to be a big, bulky uh, sponge. But no, it's going to be able to have aggro control, which makes it a little more attractive to me. Uh, I usually play the Magic Wielder or the the healer in these games, but I'll play tank too. So it bumped the Colossus up above the interceptor in my listing, but it doesn't make my top two still. <laughs> and that, kind of interesting that they haven't told us like who really, you know, made the Colossus, like who was the, uh, the initial designer of that javelin. We've heard about the interceptor, the storm, but uh, kind of, it'll be interesting to see if probably Halleck designed the thing. I mean, he's the one that we, we're we assuming was piloting it in the story demo when he got struck by lightning from a Shaper Storm. So maybe he built the thing. I don't know. We we learned a lot about Halleck today, but we'll talk about that later. It was built by Nick Terabay himself. Nick yeah. Torn, Tornaby. Okay, so the Interceptor. Um, still don't know a lot about it. Um, it's yeah. the... As the smallest and sleekest of the javelins, the Interceptor is favored by long-range scouts and Arcanists. So do you guys say Arcanist or Arcanist? Because every time someone says Arcanist, it kind of bugs me. It's Ar it's Arcanist, right? Or am I just crazy? Arcanist, Arcanist. totally. Okay. Arcanist. Arcanist, Arcanist, eh, potato, potato. P potato, tomato, but, but, you know. Anyway, <laughs> so scouts are performing field research, but while it may not be the mightiest javelin in your arsenal, its agility and evasion are unmatched. And it has more than enough power to bring the fight to anyone foolish enough to underestimate it. So it says always two steps ahead. The Interceptor Javelin might not have the imposing silhouette of the Colossus, but it still knows how to pack a punch. The Interceptor excels at getting in close to inflict damage and weaken its enemies, then dashing away before they can react. The powerful blades and a full suit of devastating abilities, the Interceptor is both incredibly self-reliant and an excellent support squad mate. So as I was reading over the Interceptor, it mentions the blades specifically. It doesn't really break it out like they do the Shock Mace and the Ranger. I'm I'm guessing that the blade, I'm hoping that the Interceptor blades actually have maybe some status effects. That if you're getting in close to a big enemy, if you use a blade that maybe has a frost effect to, you know, do some crowd control on a big enemy. other Because otherwise, as, as a small Interceptor, why would you go in close combat unless 
you're able to get away quickly. So I'm hoping that there's something else attached to those blades um, instead of just, you know, doing pure physical damage. So uh, this is probably the assassin mission javelin where you got to go I've in. I've got a video and... on that. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. We have to check it out. Yeah. That, yeah. Cause just, just going over that, that's what it sounds like. Get in, get out, you know, slice the throat and see ya. Well, there's also something else that we've, uh, that was mentioned at, uh, I think it was PAX, uh, they mentioned that it's a gadget wielder too, which threw me for a loop. I didn't think that this thing, it doesn't look like a Torbjorn to me. It doesn't look like a Vauban to me. It, it doesn't look like it has enough on it to, or uh, doesn't look like there'd be anywhere on it for it to have a, a full arsenal of gadgets. Um, I think it's definitely going to be the, uh, the distraction or the get up close and then run the hell away uh, mm -hmm. type javelin. It's not going to be all up in your face all the time it's going to be very high skill ceiling high reward type dude right. I, I think it's going to be a little bit closer to like the more historically accurate ninja as opposed to like the ninja you usually see in like an action movies and stuff like the one that actually used like a good array of like like homemade gadgets and such to uh like distract enemies to get stuff done like it mm. was it was barely about weapons to them it was all about disorientation distraction and just like get in get out in some of the most inventive ways it's all about like pizza. macgyver yeah oh you went macgyver i went ninja turtles but like macgyver right so i think you guys you... know macgyver yes we know MacGyver. well i know I you do you're old you're old <laughs> you're like super old uh macgyver mcguffin mcdonald's <laughs> mcdonald's yep macgyver yeah. and mcdonald's there they they travel together Yep. Or just the Giver, the bio-boosted armor. <laughs> All right, so Devin, the, say the, it. The way I think about the Interceptor, right, is once, since now we know it's uh, connected to Corvus, right, the spec ops, the CIA, you know, intelligence gathering, uh, you know, it just makes sense. It looks the, you know, I, I go back and forth on which one's flashiest, you know, where between the Storm and the Interceptor. Um but to me, once you know that it's connected with Corvus, it makes more sense to yeah. what it can do and uh, the information we're getting about it. So It's apparently also the favorited javelin uh, by uh, the by Arcanist, Gamble. too. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh. That, too. But, yeah, the Arcanist, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. Uh, I, I just thought I'd mention it, but, yeah. I, I, well, they are into a lot of research, right? So Yeah, so in the field, fast, get in, get out. I get it. So that so we move on to to the last, and apparently this is the one that um, a lot of the devs have said that it is their favorite. I know John has said the storm is his favorite. Mark and Mike have both said that the storm is their favorite. Um, so the storm says a sound of thunder. The storm javelin first arrived in Fort Tarsus as a rumor developed by the Dominion in their northern home of Strelheim. The storm uses a powerful technology known as seals to boost the latent kinesis powers of its pilot. That's a mouthful. The result is a javelin <laughs> that can flow effortlessly above the ground and unleash raw energy of the anthem. Only through painstakingly arcanist research has anyone outside the Dominion had a chance to wield the storm's awesome potential. And while the storm can channel unbelievable amounts of elemental force, it has little in the way of defensive capabilities and requires an expert pilot to stay above the fight and dish out damage from a safe distance. So this is our glass mm -hmm. cannon, this is our mage, um, when they mentioned uh, the seals, um, th I think that's a really cool idea. This is the first time 
um, like for all the other javelins that this is very mystical it's like it's an unknown technology that we have that for some reason these seals can help us unlock these abilities that we have um, and apparently if anyone can pilot a storm then all the freelancers potentially have this latent ability that they can have some sort of kinesis I don't know if that means that they can also be ciphers in the future or if it's the same power that ciphers use but I like the idea of these seals, unlocking seals and growing stronger and making your javelin um, a lot cooler than it already is. So There is a piece of concept art where you can actually see the runes in action uh, or, or what were the seals? Yeah, seals in action. Um, it's the three uh, storm uh, javelins and you can see each yeah. one has a different type and each one causes a different elemental effect, uh, which is really neat to see. And I'm I'm all for it. You know I am. Now, so are we, are we thinking, because the, the storm that we have seen in action, it has, I think its right arm has all those little round circle things all over its arm. Those are constantly those are runes. Yeah. Um, those are constantly yeah. moving, I noticed, as I watched the, um, the panel. Whenever that storm goes to open that chest, those little circles mm -hmm. are moving in and out, and there's a little bit of lightning stuff sparking off of it, which is a really cool effect. Um, Great animation. Like, any time you have armor that's moving, um, that is animated. Um, I'm automatically drawn to that rather than the static. I mean, the ranger, the ranger looks cool. It doesn't have any parts that are moving. So I'm like, well, the storm has this really cool arm. So I'm gonna hang out with that thing because it's it, got a great tattoo sleeve. It can it does. It shoot fire electricity. Yeah. 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 Oh, so we'll get that arm. Yeah. So okay. we know we know that the storm can hover. By manipulating kinetic energy, the storm is able to maintain a low hover and remain mobile and combat effective while in midair. And we know that the hover is unlimited. As long as you're hovering, you can be hovering for as long as you as long as you want. That's been confirmed did, on Twitter. Did they answer that on Twitter? They did. Yeah. Yeah. Did they? I didn't catch that one. I yeah. might have to go uh -huh. back. Multiple times. I'll, I'll, I'll link you to multiple tweets. Yeah. So okay. this allows okay. the pilot to keep distance from their enemies and keep a clear vantage point over the entire battlefield. And also, we learned about the teleportation. It's ability that we have seen. Um, apparently, if you're good enough with this kinesis, you can just start teleporting all over the place. So you're going to be like blinking everywhere. So with its incredible yeah. command of kinesis abilities, the storm can maneuver in the air, moving through space instantaneously to arrive at a new position nearby, evading its enemies. Hopefully that's something that doesn't come with some like disorientation, like you're going to get sick by doing that. But sounds like, man, I get sick if you're teleporting all over the place. So JD, you had a comment in here. You wanted to know... What about the Dominion here? Well, I mean, like, we, we briefly mentioned it last week, but, you know, again, like, the it, the fact that the Arcanist had to make so much, well, so many, like, modifications or had to, what's what's the exact wording? Um, yeah, only through painstaking Arcanist research has anyone outside the Dominion had a chance to wield the Storm's awesome potential. Like, I, I don't know, the whole thing is that, if it was made by the Dominion, the Dominion, it would stand to reason that the, the, the people of the Dominion should just be able to use it, you know, like, and it seems like they can. So why is it just so easy for them to use? Why, why did we have to make the modifications? Like, I, I feel like there's a difference between just like, in terms of like the people who pilot javelins at Fort Tarsus, like being more regular humans. And I feel like the Dominion, they might be human at origin, but I feel like they might be something beyond it or maybe deeply affected by the Anthem of Creation. Yeah, I think um, it, I, I feel like they're modified humans. I think Keep in mind... Yeah, go ahead. No, you go first. ahead, William. You are the guest. You have all... You speak. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> keep in mind that these guys have been taking Shaper artifacts and studying yeah. them for God knows how long. Uh, and it's we found out that ciphers get these unique abilities because of something to do with the Anthem of Creation. And wouldn't it stand to reason that uh, the Dominion taking this stuff, studying it, trying to harness it, subsequently gets these uh, Kinesis abilities easier than... Uh, than us in Fort Tarsus that don't want anything to do with the Shaper Relics and just want yeah. to turn them off when they get a little too loud. Right. They don't yeah, that's the point I was going to make. Was they're, they're, the Dominion are actively out there trying to use the Anthem of Creation, trying to harness that power, whereas everybody in Fort Tarsus is trying to stay sheltered, secluded, safe, away from that world, away from everything that's going on. Like William said, just shut it down. Yeah. And so... To me, that's more. It's obvious that they're going to be able to create those leaps, you know, ahead of what we can do, and we're going to have to play catch up because we're not doing anything. So, and, and we do yeah, know and that I, the, I'm sure. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. We do know that the star, the scar, were created by some weird circumstance. Um, I think they called it like random chaos. So it could be potentially that you know, you touch the wrong artifact, and all of a sudden you can <laughs> teleport all over the place. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I I guess I was just more so like focusing on like how oh, oh like how exactly they were different because and I'm sure William can attest to this, but usually like when an enemy gains power in a Bioware game that makes them somewhat different, they are usually paying a pretty hefty price for it as well. Like um, you know, like the uh, Red Lyrium Templars. Uh, or no, you didn't play any of the Dragon Age games, did you? I played the Gra Dragon Age. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking. Oh, about. Oh, you did. Yeah, so you're yeah. yeah you're familiar with those then. Yeah. Okay. They went. They went. Uh, Blank, uh, blank, crazy. <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> gotta uh, keep that PC, uh, that PG rating. Thank you very much. Uh, the, the, the the Reaper tech enhanced Cerberus agents. Yeah, I mean, there's a. It's one of Bioware's favorite tropes, is what I'll say. Yeah. We're going to be doing a, a little series on that, won't we? Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> one thing that really does kind of confuse me about them unveiling all this stuff, like, oh, Corvus created the uh, interceptor, and uh, yada yada created yada yada. Uh, it goes back to the Legion of Dawn, and I know uh, we've got a little note here about 500 years ago, all that good stuff about Fort Tarsus. From what I understood when I first started creating lore videos, and there was that little blurb about the Legion of Dawn, they were the first uh, ever to create the Javelins, and they created four Javelins. They created the Ranger, Legion of uh, the, the Storm, the Colossus, and the Interceptor. So how can these people claim that they developed them, or that they... I, I, it kind of confuses me how... All that fits into the lore, and I've I've tweeted the question a couple times. How does the Legion of Dawn fit in? Of course, they're not going to tell us, but uh, yeah. and I and I kind something of, to think about. Yeah, and I kind of thought also maybe they just created Legion of Dawn skins like after these other things were created. I mean, because you're right, it all the statues that we see, I'm I'm pretty sure they're all statues of Rangers. Rangers. So yeah. they're probably just well, you know. We're not just going to give one Legion of Dawn awesome skin because if you don't like the Ranger, you're never going to use it, and then you won't pre-order. So, yeah. I mean, maybe there's that. You hate to think that and that's... See, that would you know, make sense. Right. So, <laughs> Or or they're just modifications based off of the tech, of the type of tech that they used to use. Right. After, right. Afterwards. So It's not at, like they're going to... Yeah, go ahead. You're fine. No. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, hopefully we'll find out more. They probably won't tell us anything. So forget about that. <laughs> you're never going to get an answer to your question. So, so well, well, I mean... They broke off from the Legion of Dawn, right? So just like the Freelancers, they used to be part of the Legion of Dawn. So I'm guessing that's where they got that tech from, right? So they took took it. Maybe whoever created it for the Legion of Dawn took it and went with the Dominion and helped them enhance it 
and make it what, what it is. Well, I guess do we know current. if the Legion of Dawn is still active? Oh no, five hundred years old. They're they're yeah. gone. Done. Well, I mean, they can be five hundred years old, but I mean, the order. You mean the order of the Legion? Right, of the Dawn? order of Legion of Dawn. Yeah. Oh, I have I, no I, idea. I, 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 want, I wonder if that's what LV means is Legion victory. See, that's that's what someone in my Discord said, but uh, well, I'm sure we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> so javelin customization. See, William William follows the sheet that I make you guys fill out every day. So, <laughs> so javelin customization. <laughs> All right. Every so week. I see it right here. I'm gonna right. keep reading this right over you guys. The challenge you'll face <laughs> in the world of Anthem will only get greater and more dangerous. So your pilot and javelins will have to be at their best in order to take them on. How will you choose to face the worst threats that Miris has to throw at you? All right, guys. Bioware just threw this uh, Miris word out at us. It's I don't know if this is the leader of the Dominion who, you know, we know that the Dominion is the big bad, or if Miris is the name of the planet that we are on. Um, mm -hmm. They Many people have asked them on Twitter what the name of the planet is, and they have said nothing, and they haven't commented on it. So if this is not the name of the planet, why aren't they answering it on Twitter? Or my theory is this is, I mean, it's got to be the name of the leader of the Dominion, right? That's my theory, because why why wouldn't they answer it on Twitter if they threw it out here on this blog post? It seems very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Unintentionally hiding information that they don't need to hide if this is the name of the planet. Yeah. I mean, one of my guys in my Discord looked up all the various translations for Miris, and it does sound like something a planet would be named after, especially given its translations. In Latin, it means mirror, and another one, it means uh, oh, something like uh, uh, creation, uh, so on and so forth. I mean, what's more creation than the world that the Anthem of Creation created or terraformed? <laughs> I think Miris is the name of the planet. There's no other way around it. And naming the, the big bad of the Dominion, the guy you see in the concept art, uh, with the cape and helmet and all the that. Helmet. Naming him Miris? Eh, it just doesn't look like a Miris to me. He looks more <laughs> like a Larry David to me than he does Larry a Larry David? Pretty, 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 pretty good. <laughs> Larry David. <laughs> I mean, he looks more like a Larry David than he would a Miris to me. Well, um, that, that, I guess that's if Larry. that is the leader of the Dominion. Could just be, I yeah. don't know. Who knows? Could be they a have, general. Could be a who knows what. They, it could be a Kenobi. They have told us nothing. So hopefully they tell us more information. Maybe the comic that will release hopefully before the game, which they haven't really said much more about, will touch on this. Um, yeah, Dark Horse is doing it. That's about as much as we know. That's as much as we know. And we Does it come before? I thought it was coming after. We don't even know. I thought it was know. coming after, too. Do we know? Well, maybe we I'll know. look it up while you talk. <laughs> All right. Don't we get a copy of it with the uh, Legion of Dawn version? No. Uh, just no. the soundtrack. Just the soundtrack. All right, so a couple things. Uh, before we get into Halleck, Faye, and Owen, we know a little bit about them. Um, so Kathleen Rootsart mentioned that General Tarsus formed... Um, what am I... Uh, what's the name the of Legion the thing? Of Dawn. Legion of Dawn. What's the the place where they go? The Fort Tarsus. She formed Fort Tarsus about 500 years ago. Thank you. It's been a long day, guys. I mean, oh, we're already... Who, what did Helena Tarsus found? Yeah. Anyway, what she might do? have found the fort. No. Okay, so Halleck was born in the year for, for, for I hate you guys so much. They were born in the year 423 LV, okay? So usually we have AD after death or whatever the other term that we use here in the United States is that I never learned in high school. BC, AD. So LV, what's it stand for? I'm guessing uh, my stupid theory is this is like the last visit from the Shapers before they left. Um, so they founded the fort. 
they said, here you go, good luck, we'll see you later, and then they took off. So Halleck was born 423 LV. So that's kind of my theory. I mean, this could be information that we're never even going to get an answer to or might not even matter at all. But usually if you put, like, you know, something after a date, it's because something important happened. Well, I mean, there you also have the people like the developers saying that this is a world that has been abandoned by its gods, and the way how they've always have said that has always, and I think I've said this in a pot well, in one of our podcasts before, that I wondered why they phrase it like that because it seems like, like it's not like oh God is dead, God is missing, or something like that. No, they abandon that. Got to make you wonder what made them leave, and like, if, well, what makes them think that? Like, what yeah. makes them what makes the people of this world think that the gods abandoned them? So, like, if they knew that they were there, they considered them gods, and then, like, if it was something like Last Visit, like you said, like, they that was their last visit, and then they just peaced out and never came back, like, I feel like that would lead to them saying, like, oh, like, our gods abandoned us. Well, yeah, so the I reason like why... Amazing. Yeah, go on. Go ahead. Oh. The reason why I've got my doubts about that, and I think it might be last victory of the Legion of Dawn, keep in mind, Fort Tarsus is 500 years old. Humanity would have had to evolve immeasurably uh, if we're thinking about the evolutionary cycle or the anthem of creation just went there you go humanity's around uh, you're born uh, it would take some significant advancements to do that and plus the legion of dawn 500 years ago studied the shaper relics relics that infers that it's pretty old or they've been around for a long time I don't think that they ever saw the gods I think the shapers ditched and the anthem of creation poof Humanity exists all of a sudden, and poof, Ursix, poof, Gravits, our favorite Gravits, and all that other stuff. Um, that's a fair point. That's that's just my belief. I think it might be Last Victory or Legion Victory or whatever, because 500 years ago, Legion of Dawn, Legion of Dawn brought us out of the darkness. Uh, considering an average human lifespan is 100 years, it wouldn't be too far-fetched to believe uh, what... I suck at math, by the way, so don't quote me. <laughs> Uh, but that, that's gonna be like what, eighty-seven years, right? No, that's that big at one hundred and ten years. Point is, point is, uh, math is all right. 70, seventy-seven years. Look, he had his thing. Now I'm having my thing. But, uh, no, seventy-seven years. I could see it. I could see it being a last victory or legion victory. Um, but we don't know. And we've tweeted yep. to Mark and John and all of them. They just hate us. All oh, right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to us. factions. I'm yeah, gonna yeah. skip a bunch of stuff because we've been talking a lot a lot here. So I'm gonna go down to Corvus um, in the factions. Yeah. So Corvus um, is an extensive network of intelligence agents, spies, and diplomats. Corvus's main goal is to scout out threats and remove them without direct confrontation. While they are not above having their operatives engage in targeting sabotage or an assassination now and then, they prefer to contract out any of their messier tasks to third parties like the freelancers. All right, so real quick, I, I need your initial impressions. When you guys hear of Fort Tarsus and the world of Anthem, do you guys picture huge sprawling cities, other cities located, or in your mind is it just, that's the fort, that's it. Everywhere else is too gen- too dangerous to even go to. I think that's kind of the picture we've been given, right? The picture we've been given is that we're inside the walls. Fort Tarsus. Fort Tarsus <laughs> is the last outpost of humanity. It's contagious, yeah. you know. So, you know, you go in your Strider to go out in the world, and you can't survive out in the world. So, Fort Tarsus is the the last haven. So maybe. 
Right, and that and that's the impression I got. I mean, the fort looks like a giant castle. That's where you're gonna stay behind. But when they talk about Corvus and they talk about you know diplomats, spies, agents, that makes me think that there's other governing bodies that obviously one governing body doesn't like. If you have to be diplomatic towards another one, if dominion. you have yeah, if you have the dominion. dominion. But I mean, that it also like if you have an enemy, you're like you don't really need to be diplomatic towards an enemy, and you've got agents and spies. It seems like they're making the world out to be a lot more populated than I think I thought it was. Because why then have this spy agency CIA if there's no one else? If you're all trying to survive in the same spot, why would you need that? Unless there's a inner power grab, you know. But it makes it to me. It makes it seem like the world is a lot bigger than I think it is. My so, first hint was like that kingdom in the north type, sorry, the, the kingdom in the north type deal that infers kingdom in the north? Okay, there's a kingdom in the north, and then there's Fort Tarsus here. What about in the other directions? Right. And they mentioned right. other settlements being there too, So, and there's the outlaws, or I think that's what they're called, right? I think they the call them the outlaws. No, that's what they call them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the outlaws, maybe we need to be good with them because they're scavengers, they're uh, smugglers, and who knows what we need smuggled in the fort, or... Whatever, those are just my theories, but I think there are more settlements other than Tarsus and Dominion. But sorry about interrupting. My bad. Go. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Also, also, let's let's not forget about the tweet from way back when. I can't remember from which of the devs it was. I think it might have been Brandon Holmes, or maybe it was a post on Reddit from Brandon, Brandon Holmes. But he did say that Fort Tarsus wasn't going to be the only hub. You know, yeah, it was it, recent. It, yeah, it was recent. Yeah, it was like, what was it? it it was the wording that it wasn't the well, it was the main hub, but it wasn't the only hub at launch. And, at launch, yeah. So at launch. their favorite thing. We always have at launch, launch. Yeah. and we're right not after. talking about it. And soon, yeah. soon, yeah, soon. TM. Yeah. So really, I mean, the whole time I've been thinking about it was we talked about early on more locations besides Fort Tarsus. You know, they've kind of shown in. We kind of talked about it last week when we looked at. Uh, you know, you have the Ranger Javelin in the background when they're visiting the. Uh, other people underground, you know, the seedier locations, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. or the spice market type place. Yeah. Um, it just makes sense to have more than one location. They've, they've said, okay, there's a story in Anthem. This is a story you're going to go a start, a middle, and an end for this story, but that's not the entire world, right? So there's a whole world out there, and the first part, the first story they're going to share with us is only a small part, right? So to limit themselves with only one, you know, city or one location, I think would be you know, the wrong way to go. Silly. Yeah, so I've always thought of it as, okay, this is a self-contained area. We're a bigger part of this world, but there's more people out there. There's more locations, more settlements. Uh, Because, I mean, just from experience alone, we know people aren't always going to get along. They're going to move away. No matter the difficulties they face, they're going to go and create their own, you know, colonization somewhere else, just like the Dominion did, just like the Outlaws, whatever, you know, whatever it is. Times in history, yeah. Yeah. They're it's usually because of in-laws, right? You got to get away from the in-laws. So you're like, all right, I'll see you later. I'm going to go make the... Got to get in, out of the in-laws. So you make the outlaws. I, I got you. Yeah. Right? We, we solved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask anybody. <laughs> right. So, guys, this... We've been talking a lot about Anthem. Um, we're we're going to end the Anthem discussion here because we've been talking about an hour. And before we do that, we'd like to thank William nice. for coming on the show. William, before we get into our super awesome quiz section, that's the most important part of the show... Can you tell everyone, all the listeners, where you can be found, where they can get all of your information, your Discord, all that good stuff? Absolutely. So I've got the YouTube channel, Your Anthem. Uh, We cover Anthem stuff daily, weekly, uh, the whole nine yards. Uh, 
I think three videos a week is my average. And oh that's my gosh. Because I'm trying to be, I, I got to be careful. I got, <laughs> I only got so much to cover. Uh, and there's only so much I can squeeze out. And I, I never want to BS the listeners. I mean, if it's going to be content, it's going to be content. Uh, and then I've got a Twitter, Anthem Your. Just, <laughs> just go with it. Just go with just it. That's what it is. It. The Twitter handle was taken like 10 years ago. Guy hadn't touched it in eight years. I asked Twitter, hey, can I have it? And they're like, nah, sorry, fam. Uh, and then lastly, uh, you can find all the Discord information there. Uh, and lastly, I do have a contest going on right now that I want everyone in the Anthem community in on. Uh, it's called the Javelin Concept Contest. We have heard nonstop. Uh, I'm on Twitter every day looking over the tweets. And one of the ones we got the most of a little while back was, hey, are there going to be more than four Javelins at launch? No, there aren't, but we might have more later on. Uh, I thought, you know, it'd be a cool thing to do. Have the community design their own Javelins. Uh, there's a whole criteria you have to meet and a whole list of things you have to cover. And we're going to have judges from every facet of every content creation. We're going to do multiple of these throughout the years. Um, but we're going to have judges from uh, right here uh, with you guys. Uh, Anthem Insiders AI Bags signed up. Uh, another YouTuber, Yukumio, is signed up as a judge. It's going to be great. First place winner will have their Javelin customized and designed by a professional uh, concept artist. And uh, second and third place winners will receive a Your Anthem exclusive poster designed by Lazare from Lazare's Digital Art. And that's the end of my little spiel. Very awesome. Cool. Anytime we that's start cool. designing our own things, I'm I'm all for that. You know, I've got all, all right. kinds of ideas oh, yeah. for, for Javelin. So, all right, guys. Yeah. Now we get into the most important part of this show. This is where <laughs> we do a quiz. All right, background. Devin went up against Ben Irving. Completely lost. Ben destroyed Devin. It was sad. Devin hey. had no chance. <laughs> I figured I your knowledge of... Okay, okay, you can go with that. JD went up against Ash, also got destroyed, also stood no chance. Sorry, JD, we like we were there for you, man. I don't know what happened, but both our hosts hey, totally destroyed. Your so, list did not include the drill on it, man. That's what happened. Okay, I stand by my list that I pulled off the internet. All right, William, Mike, you guys are going head-to-head -head here. How this game works, I'm going to ask, I've got six questions. Um, JD and Devin are going to be involved also. We're going to start with... Uh, Devin, Devin's going to pick who he thinks is going to get the first question right, and then I'll ask the question. And the most important thing is, Mike and William, you guys have to shout out a couch phrase, a catch phrase, not a couch phrase. Couch, couch phrase. phrase. So fun. Yeah. <laughs> recliner. Yeah. Couch phrase. William's going to yeah, shout yeah. recliner. Mike, what are you going to yeah. shout? I'll shout sofa. Okay. So this is what we're going to do. I'm, this is all based on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You guys are, I'm assured, are well-versed in the universe. So these should be super easy. I got all these questions right when I wrote these quiz, this quiz. So, all right, here we go. Snap of fingers, yep. So, yeah, go. I see what you did there. Nice. Uh, all right, Devin. Why aren't you all gone? Half of us did. Yeah, us you did. Just, we just got really lucky that all of us stayed. Devin, who's going to get the first question right? Is it going to be Mike or is it going to be William? Uh, I'll go with the home team. I'll, I'll try William. That's uh, what? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Go with, go with your guy. Go with your guy. Where is he? Where is he? I don't know where I'm pointing, but go with him. And, and so yeah. begins the trend of the guest. Where we, uh, confidence people the feelings. And, All right. Uh, here we yeah. go. Question, grudges. Question the first. Grudges. <clears throat> Johan Schmidt is the name of what MCU supervillain? Mike. Mike. Wait, Sofa. Oh, Sofa. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's how this works. Okay, yeah. 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 Sofa. Go ahead. Uh, Red Skull. That is correct. See how easy these are? And Devin, you do not get a point, so we'll give that point to JD, cause, just because that's how this game works. All right, JD, who's going to get this next question correct? 
Mike, out of the gate, oh. I think this is the first time one of uh, one of us have actually got a question right. So Mike's already up on the game. I think I got one right. What? Oh yeah. Okay. All right, JD. Who's gonna get this next one right? Ah, uh, you know what? I uh, William, don't let me down. You, you got it. I'm gonna let it. you down. See, you jinxed me. You're not going to let it up. I'm gonna I, let you down. No, totally I suck at trivia. Down. I suck at this sort of stuff. So you. Just... Okay. Yeah. Question number two. What does Spider-Man name the AI in his new spider suit in Homecoming? Oh, Karen, right? It is Karen, but you got to you got to do the yell. Oh, recliner. Ah, recliner. I can't even do that right. Recliner. Ah, Karen. Ah. I will get. Why do I even try? Ah. I'm gonna cap that out and use that in the future. I'm gonna give this point to William and to JD. Um. And for, I'm going to give you another point, William, for that uh, radio gold you just gave us. No, no, no. Get rid of it. Get All right. Question number Thanos three. snap. Thanos snap. <laughs> All right, Devin. Who's going to get this next one right? JD's up on two points on you. I'll go with Mike. It's All right. This one's, this, one's <laughs> this one's a pretty tough question. All right. Question number three. What iteration of Iron Man suit does Tony use in Infinity War? I'm looking for the number. Mark blank. Sofa. Mike. 47. No, that isn't correct. You're close, though. If I if I give out hints. I was way off. I mean, <laughs> is, it, is it ever said? No. Recliner, Lost bleeding oh, edge, nice. but I mean, I, I know it's not the number. I, Go ahead, nah. William. No, I mean sofa. I mean a recliner or whatever it is now. Uh, <laughs> whatever <laughs> I'm yelling. No, right uh, bleeding edge. But I, I don't know the number. I'm not an Iron Man guy. Captain America all the way. Nice. Yeah. I like it. So no yeah. number. You guess a number. I mean, I, I mean he, he he's talking 52. about the bleeding edge. The bleeding edge of technology. The sofa. That's okay, that's so it, it is. No, that's it is. Oh, I yeah, got the edge was the name of the edge. suit in like the comics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's it's, the same. It's, it's the same edge. exact thing. Bleeding edge. Yeah. 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 Oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Trump, my, I don't know. I don't I know the number, the but I know MCU. it's called the bleeding edge. Okay. Or, it's, it's number. Is it's, it the Mark Forty Nine? It's fifty. Ah. <laughs> Almost used my swear budget. Almost used my swear budget. Okay, we're oh, moving on here. I don't know exactly what happened there. But we're going to continue. Everybody got it wrong. We didn't. Nobody got that question. No one got that question right. Everyone lost. I lost. I'm the biggest loser on that question. JD gets a point again. Yep. No, nobody got a point. No one got a point. JD, whose turn is it to pick? JD's. JD's turn. It'll be mine. I'm going to back Mike this time. I think he's going to get the next one. Okay, here we go. What is the name of Peter Quill's ship in Guardian of the Galaxy? Sofa. Mike. Oh shoot! It starts with an M. It's the Mollusk. It's the um, Gemma? Mole no, Milk, no milkshake. Mother oh, maple uh, syrup. You got to be quiet now. Everybody's got to be quiet. Mastodon. It's a lady's name. Milky it's Way. The, and, it, and it's a boy's name too. It's no. It's a. It's a. It's like the. I'm gonna give you two, five seconds. It is. Five, it's like the maroon. Four, it's like the three. Two, oh, you're gonna say it, and I'm gonna slap myself in the forehead. It's William, the... do you, William, do you want to take a chance at stealing I, okay. this one? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's named after somebody. Um, 
Alyssa Milano. There you go. It's the Milano. Yeah, the Milano. 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 I was going to say Melania Trump, point. but nah, nah. <laughs> Probably not. Nice. Oh. Uh, nah. Dang. Oh, my. Alyssa Milano. I got the M. You That's did get the M. You were close. We'll give you a quarter nah, I wasn't of a half point. I wasn't that close. Oh, don't worry. <clears throat> it, it wasn't on the list that uh, Steve found on the internet. <laughs> no, but I knew that no, one. No, this was. Devin, your next question. Curse myself. Or you, Curse you myself. get to pick next. Who's going to get this I'll one? go with William. <clears throat> All right. So, Live your credit. Let me down yet. <laughs> question number five. In yeah. Thor, the first one, Loki sends uh, what creature to Earth to destroy Thor? The Annihilator, right? No, that's incorrect. I wouldn't have given it to you anyway. Oh, that's, you didn't. That's Call DC. In. That's DC. Dang it. It's an alien. Um, uh, <laughs> Mike, are you going to buzz in here? Um, Sure. Isn't it like the Destroyer or something like it that? It is, in fact, the Destroyer. Yep. Nice. Well like done. Basically, just, just, just a synonym for Annihilator. Destroyer, yeah. Annihilator, guy that punches things, same thing. All right, JD, you get to pick the nice. next person who's going to get this question. <laughs> All right. Uh, this, is actually, this final question? This is actually the final question, and you guys are tied uh, two to two. All so right. this will actually determine. I, 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 am, I am feeling William on this one. <clears throat> I, I, I'm getting good vibes, man. All right, you're the only one. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody right. has to. Here we go. Self-confidence. Question six. What is the name of Doctor Strange's cape? Wow, you put your faith in the wrong man. <laughs> I mean, I know it's the cloak of uh, 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 layback sofa strider, whatever. Uh, I know it's the cloak of levitation, but William. I don't know its specific name. I mean, is it like Dave, Carl, Carmax? That uh, actually, Dave. That it's actually, Dave. Go with Dave. Go with Dave. It's a cloak of levitation. That is it's the a cloak specific of Larry name. David. Look at Larry David. Hey, look at Larry yeah. David makes that. And you should have enthusiasm with choosing me, but yeah. Uh, Man, this show is sponsored by we're getting all the goals. Yeah, so the cloak is actually called the Cloak of Levitation. So with three points oh, and an automatic with that awesome comeback, William takes the game three to two. Nice. Well, the floor with Mike. Oh, I thought it had an actual name. No, that Dang. is the actual name. I thought it did too, <laughs> but that is the actual Wipe name. Wipe the floor down by one. Wipe the floor. Come on, Devin. Hey, a lose is a lose. Just right. like an imagined dragon. A lose is a lose. A lose oh, All right, you two. You two are going to buy an inch or Virtual a mile. We've got, winning. we've got some great trash talk going on. All right, I am going. Here we go. Guys, nice. it has been a fantastic episode 53. William, thank you for joining us. Hopefully we can do it again in the future. Looking much thanks. Thank much you thanks. so much for having me on. And absolutely, anytime you guys need me or want me, I, I, I don't know why you'd need me, but uh, I'm here. <laughs> All right, tomorrow awesome. it is. Guys, until next time, there's a shaper storm on the horizon. We'll see you on the other side. Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening. Yeah. You can find us on fantastic Twitter Freelancer Codex, on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at freelancercodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Steven Lamson, at MLamson25, at Neverfear, and at JD the Joke Dealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work.